Week's parsha. In fact, a, uh, a major part of the, the Chumash of Ayikra deals with Karbanot, which to us is a very foreign subject. It's hard for us to uh, associate ourselves. There's been no Beit Hamikdash, unfortunately, or. Uh, over 1900 years, and uh, the entire concept of animal sacrifices in the Western world uh, is uh, not known anymore. In the Muslim world, it still exists, and in other societies, also, it still exists. But uh, in the, the Western world, uh, it's a completely foreign concept. And the Mephorshim that deal with it, already beginning at the time of the Ramban, already in the uh, Middle Ages, uh, saw in it uh, other uh, levels of understanding aside from the literal understanding. And the Ramban famously says that uh, Korban uh, Chatos, Korban Olo, Korban Oshom, those are sin offerings. Well, the Olo is brought every day, so that was a different type of offering. But the Chatos and the Oshom, uh, that was brought uh, to atone for something that was done incorrectly. And so then there's a question that arises, the philosophical question. If we can never undo the past, we can never uh, erase the words that were said or the deeds that were performed. We can sublimate them, we can forget about them, we can feel sorry about them, but we can't erase them. So one of the gifts that uh, the Lord has given us is that we have the power of tshuva, the power to be really sorry about it. Not just uh, an expression of an apology, but the real regret. There are very few times in life that a person achieves real regret. Most of the time, our being sorry is only half-hearted. It's more uh, surface than interior. The famous story with Rechaim Samzer, the Bibrechaim, who was a very, very strong personality. The founder of the Sanzer dynasty. He was a great grown 
but he was involved in many, many controversies in his rabbinic career. And there was a famous machlekas between the uh, House of Rishon, Sadigur, and the House of Sons, that for 50 years roiled all of the, the Jews of Galicia. So unfortunately, when there are uh, such disputes, uh, people say things, write things, do things, because then it becomes the shame shemayim. So then you're allowed to do things, and there was absolutely violence that occurred. But then when things quieted down, they simmered down a little. So one of the uh, perpetrators of uh, actions and letters against him came to him and asked, he apologized. He has to be forgiven. So the Rebbe said, if you really apologize, I'll forgive you. He said, Rebbe, I came to apologize. I'm apologizing. He said, no. He told him a Polish uh, saying that the Jews in Galicia used to say, you have to pull out a rib from you. That's an apology. Short of that, it's only, you know, so he said, if you don't really mean it, so then uh, this is an exercise in futility. So the Ramban says, again, when he looks at Korbanos, especially the Chatos and the Osho, so he says, in reality, the person should himself lie down on the altar. He should be the victim for what he did. But the Torah doesn't allow that to happen. We don't have God forbid human sacrifice. So therefore, uh, this animal, uh, the sheep or the goat or the uh, bull or that is brought, that, that's so to speak our surrogate, our substitute. But the person that brings the carbon has to have that feeling that it's really him. It's not just, it's not the animal. And he brings it from the Pasuk. The Pasuk in Vayikra, right at the beginning of the Parsha. Odom ki yakri mikem korban l'ashem. So the word mikem, it should be Odom ki yakri korban l'ashem. What's mikem? From you. So he says mikem from you means that it's you. You're the korban l'ashem. And that's a feeling, so even though we don't have Corbonot today, and to a great extent we have attempted to make Tfila uh, the substitute for Corbonot, the Shalma Porim Svatenu, our lips should be instead of the animals that we brought. 
but it requires a sincerity. And we all know that it's difficult to maintain sincerity in prayer. It's an eternal struggle. We go through it every time we engage in prayer. But the person has to realize that a certain amount of sincerity is necessary. It's not just reading the words. So it has to be me, Ken. It has to be a piece of you. And uh, that is uh, a challenge that uh, Jews face uh, three times a day. Because otherwise, it's mitzvah samoshim lumedes. It's just rote, it's habit. Once heard a Mayan in Chicago. <laughs> he said that uh, when a Jew backs up from Shemodasa, uh, you can give him Shalom Aleichem because he's been all over the world. <laughs> because it's hard to concentrate. They say uh, that uh, uh, one of the Polish noblemen asked one of the What's so great about the Rebbe of Kotz that everybody runs to him and everything? What, what's, it? what's his greatness? The Chosin answered that the Rebbe of Kotz has the ability to concentrate for three hours on end. Most people, uh, three minutes is uh, pretty much the limit. Because it requires it's it's as exhausting as physical effort to think about something. Rabbi Salavechik has an anecdote that he says about uh, Reb Chaim, his grandfather, and that he said that sometimes he thought about the difficulty in. Uh, the Talmud or in the Rambam, to the extent that he got a headache, he had to put compresses on his forehead. So strained was he from the concentration. So that's one thing, Nikem, that the Ramban points out. There's a second thing that the Mephorshim also points out that says in the Pesach, we're Sonchem. The only time a carbon works is when it's voluntary. And you wanted it to happen. And when Tzonchem again is your inner rotsam, your inner drive. So not that you do it so others should see what you're doing. And not that you should do it because you're forced to do it. Or because it's politically correct. It has to be Lertzonchem. When I was a child in Chicago, so uh, there was an election that was held on the Chalamoid Pesach, the municipal election. 
And there was a, a neighbor of ours was running for office. He was one of the candidates. So he was not a religious Jew at all. But before Pesach, he made a very great show of buying matzah and uh, getting ready for Pesach and everything because he wanted the uh, vote of the religious Jews. And he lost the election. And when he lost the election, he took the boxes and marks and he threw them out in the street. And he says, who needs these crackers? So, and if he would have won the election, he would have kept the crackers. So that's not Lipsonshen. That's a sham. That uh, is play acting. And that's what Chazal meant when they said, Rachmona Liba boy. Your Bodhisattva wants us. You know, forget about the show. The show is for somebody else. What about you? And that's reflected in these words in that it has to be Mikem and it has to be Lutzonchet. And those are two very, very difficult challenges. But in simply in realizing that those challenges exist, so you're halfway there. Well, people put a lot of uh, concentration on behavior as they should. It doesn't help to think about the mitzvah if you don't do it. You can think about the grandeur of matzah for all the time, but you have to eat the kazayas on the night of the Seder. But you should realize that doing it is not the whole thing. It's not the complete picture. There's another element completely that the Torah wants from us. And that we should think of ourselves in that light. And if we do so, so then the mitzvah itself acquires a different tone. The matzah acquires a different flavor. It's not crackers anymore. So those are two words in this week's parsha that uh, have uh, definite relevance and importance for us. And that applies even when we don't have animal sacrifices, we still don't have the Beit HaMikdash and the entire subject may be foreign to us, but these challenges are real, we understand them. And because of that, therefore, we should try to deal with them uh, to the extent that we can. Yeah, usually around 10, 13. Yeah.